all you that just raised your hand, how many of you got something out of it the past season? Okay, praise the Lord. I hope you got more than one something. I hope you got a couple somethings out of it, but uh, it was a blessing. Just to let you know, too, as well, we have books on the back table, uh, and, and they as well have books at their booth. Um, if you want, they are still available. They are still free of charge. If you want to donate extra, you're welcome just to drop it off uh, in one of the uh, given boxes. And if you still want to give the conference, you're welcome to do it that way as well. It will go to uh, just help cover costs. Um, a couple quick things as well. Uh, Brother John is going to be preaching for us this morning as well. Very excited for that. And then uh, no evening service tonight. want to encourage you guys to take tonight off. It's been a busy weekend, and I want you simply just to rest, reflect on what God has done and has taught us the past few days, and just to spend some time to praise Him for it. And so I look forward to maybe hearing some testimonies this Wednesday. Uh, perhaps we'll do that this Wednesday to get us going, just to, just to hear what God has done the past couple days. But I know it's helped my heart and been such an encouragement to me. Uh, but the Sight and Sound trip, so all seniors that are going to the Sight and Sound, uh, the balance of the funds are due today, all right? And so if they're not in, the bloodhounds are going to be out, all right? So, uh, <laughs> so if you don't like dogs, <laughs> go ahead, turn in that money. But anyways, uh, thank you as well to all those who volunteered for the conference, and thank you to all those who have made it happen. So uh, we are so, so grateful, and it means the world to all who came and to all who helped make it happen. As well, I want to say thank you to all who have been bringing in candy, the good candy, by the way, and I'm so glad that that has stuck and uh, so the good candy, by the way, uh, is all the chocolate candy, all right? So when we give out candy, we, we got the safe uh, trick-or-treat here in town happening on Halloween night. We need all candy due and turned in by this Wednesday. And by the way, I think we've reached our, our goal of about 5,000 pieces. So I know we've at least got twice as much as what we had last year. So praise the Lord. That's twice as many cavities out there. So way to go. Uh, the town dentist will, will thank you. But uh, anyways... Um, Sunday, October 29th, we got a busy day and an exciting day next Sunday. Um, and uh, we got the Lord's Supper in the morning. And so plan for that. Uh, we'll have that that morning. And then that evening at five o'clock, we're going to have our fabulous fall family fun fling ding and chili cook off. All right. And so uh, be prepping your chili recipes. Um, Emma Hicks won best overall last year. I won hottest and we are both ready to defend our titles to any of you out there. All right. She's already told me she's planning on winning. Is that right? No, of course not. She's shaking her head. She's going, please stop. Stop. Don't say. Um, but I'll tell you this. I'm planning on, I'm, I'm going to turn up the heat just a little. All right. So I'm, anyways, I'm looking forward to it. So bring out, uh, bring out uh, pots of chili, get your crock pots out, dust them off, get, fill them up with chili beans and uh, prep you a, a pack of Tums for the road home. Uh, and uh, here's what we'll do that evening. Uh, meet here at five o'clock. We'll get things started. We'll have everything ready to go for you to do tasting as well as getting bowls. Uh, we'll provide uh, cornbread, muffins, uh, drinks, and uh, silverware and all that good stuff. You bring chili, whatever else you want uh, to eat, uh, sides and things like that, and then as well some desserts to share. And then Miss Cammie's also going to make, I think, a few big uh, uh, chicken pies for those that don't like chili. And if you're like me, you're probably going to take some chi chicken pie, throw a scoop of chili on top, Hey, there we go. You don't get this body like this for no reason right there. Anyways, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have some uh, door prizes and prizes, of course, for hottest and best. And so Emma and I thank you for those prizes, um, unless you can beat us, all right? Uh, then men's prayer advance. All those that are interested in attending or have signed up to attend, or if you're interested but you haven't signed up, go ahead and sign up. 
And then a $100 uh, deposit is due on November the 5th. So that way we can get you guys registered and get hotels and uh, get ready to go for that. But that will be coming up uh, January 25th through the 27th. Looking forward to that. Uh, this morning, I want to read a few verses of Scripture for us. And uh, we'll pray and we'll stand to our feet and worship the Lord. But I'm just tickled pink to see what God has for us today. And I'm so excited uh, to have the Ashley still with us today. And so grateful for what God has done the past two days. And look forward to seeing the fruit uh, for quite some time. Uh, Psalm 119 tells us this. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole Psalm 119 as we did talk about the other day. But uh, Psalm 119, verse 1 through 8. I want to read this section uh, this morning. Notice these words. There's going to be two, two key words here. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also, uh, they also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with the uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, I will keep thy statutes. O forsake me not utterly. I want to point out a couple of key phrases here. First, in verse 1 and 2, sort of these bookend statements that we've got is blessed or blessed. Happy are those, blessed are those that are undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. It is a blessing to obey God. It is a blessing to be in his will. It is a blessing to know him, to fellowship with him, to commune with him. It is a blessing to be here today. It should not be obligation. It should be out of love and obedience. And then in verse number two, blessed, happy are they, uh, content are they, uh, blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with a whole heart. Today, May we not seek the Lord with half our heart. May we not seek him with 85%. May we not give him 99.9. May we give him our whole heart, yield it to him today. And then lastly, in the book in verse 7 and 8, notice we've got a decision. I will praise thee with the uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Today we have the choice, and I hope that each one of us in our heart are able to direct our hearts to him uh, and worship and praise that we might receive his blessing by simply saying, Lord, today I will praise you. That's why we're here today. Let us pray. Father God, we want to come to you. We want to thank you for your word. We're grateful, Lord, that we can gather uh, under the sound of your preaching today. We're grateful for the past couple of days of the Living in Spite of Conference and for all that you showed us. Grateful for the speakers, grateful for the volunteers. Lord, all the prayer that went into it, Lord, we are so thankful that you answered so many of those prayers. And Lord, that we can gather back today to worship you in spirit and in truth. Help our hearts to be lifted up to you that we might receive your blessing, that we might decide today that uh, we will, as individuals, lift up our whole heart to you direct our hearts to you in obedience and faith. God, we pray that uh, as we sing, that we would do so lifting up ourselves to, to glorify your name, uh, to glorify the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that today as we fellowship, Lord, that we would be in spirit and in truth as well, uniting us uh, together. And uh, Lord, that today that we would see the gospel, that we would see Christ afresh from your word. And Lord, we thank you for uh, the Ashley family here to continue to minister to our hearts. We pray that you would bless them today as well as they uh, travel home today, that you would bless them and protect them. Lord, we thank you for this time. We give it to you now, and we trust you with it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Well, good morning to you all. Glad you're in God's house, and I'm glad I'm in God's house. Amen. <laughs> well, we will start off today by standing, if you're able, and we'll sing our first song, number 153 in the hymnal. And, of course, we have it overhead here, too, worthy of worship. The Bible tells us in Revelation 4, 11, 
Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. We are singing worthy of worship to the Creator God. Thou art worthy, O Lord. Keep that in mind as we sing worthy of worship. say it amen. amen what a blessing to sing to our savior because he is worthy all right remain standing if you're able and our next song is hymn number 222 lord we praise you second corinthians 1 3 tells us blessed be god even the father of our lord jesus christ the father of mercies and the god of all comfort Lord, we praise you. Lord. 
our next song is I'll Fly Away, and one day we will. Second uh, Corinthians 5, 8 tells us we are confident, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. And I ain't done yet. I had to add this here to it. This is, uh, really goes with the song. First Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. It's a little lengthy, so y'all might want to stretch a little bit and catch your breath. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then 17, verse 17 says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we be, ever be with the Lord. That, if you're going to meet the Lord in the air from down here, there's only one way to get up there, and that's fly away, okay? Some glad morning, I'll fly away. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. some good. Now we're going to take a few minutes, uh, have our little greeting time, handshakes, smiles, hugs, make everybody feel welcome. And I'll do my part up here.
Okay, we sure hope all have been welcomed and feel welcome, and we're glad you're here. And if you would, make your way back to your seat. Uh, we stay out much longer when I have to feed you, <laughs> so we don't want to do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just picking. I'm bad to do that. Now we have a special by Miss Emma Hicks, and uh, what a blessing she is always. The song I'm going to sing today is one that I actually started writing on our women's retreat. And I texted Cammie last night, probably at like 10 o'clock, and I was like, I finally did it. I finally finished it. It's complete. <laughs> um, and I wasn't really sure if it was the right song, but after hearing the scripture that Joe read and then pretty much all the songs that we've sang this morning have gone along with it. So I'm like, all right, God, got your message. I'll praise you. Here we go. <laughs> but uh, y'all just pray for me because I always get really nervous the first time I sing new songs. But it's called um, Psalm 18. I will love thee, O Lord, my God, my rock strong tower my fortress and you will i place my trust you're my strength when all else is failing i will praise your name i will give you thanks i will call upon you O lord when the battle around me is raging, you will be both my shield and my sword. You will fight in the war right beside me. I will praise your name. I will give you thanks. I will sing a new song, O oh Lord. May your name be forever exalted, and thy salvation will I rejoice. I will praise you through all of the ages. I will praise your name. I will give you thanks. You are good. You are good, and your mercy endureth forever. You are good, you are good, and your mercy endureth forever. I will praise your name. I will give you thanks.
Well, I'll tell you one thing. That's 100% scripture in the form of a, or near 100% anyway, uh, of scripture, the word of God. What a blessing. What a talent God has given you, Miss Emma. Amen. That blesses my soul and my heart. I know it does y'all. I can tell by the look on your face. Amen. <laughs> Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now and give him all the praise, honor, and glory that he is due. Our precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day you've given us. Thank you for the, Lord, the privilege and the honor and the opportunity to come to your house here today and sit down with uh, like believers, fellowship in Christ and through Christ, Lord, uh, here today. And, and we pray that, Lord, our fellowship, our worship, our singing, our thoughts would bring honor and glory to you, Lord, and please help us to continue to do that. We pray that everything we've said and everything, Lord, has been sung and pleased you, and we pray that this next song would please you. We pray, Lord, that you'd bless the preacher, the speaker here today, and bless his uh, message that you've given him, and pray, Lord, that you'd give him unction and liberty and boldness and power from on high to proclaim your wonderful word in the form of preaching here today and lord we'll be faithful to give you all the praise honor and glory and we always ask in the name of jesus the name above all names amen all right if you're able please stand we'll sing our next song christ this was sung yesterday by a gentleman i can't recall his name but man he sure he sure can sing huh Justin, that's all you need to know, Justin, okay? <laughs> and uh, anyway, he sung it. He's got a beautiful voice. He's tall as a tree, and you wouldn't think somebody like that could sing, but boy, he could now, really. Amen. We praise the Lord for that. But our, our song is Christ, Our Hope in Life and Death. Beautiful message in this song. He is our hope, a blessed hope. Colossians 1.27 tells us, To whom God will make known, what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ our hope in life and death. What is our hope in life and death? Christ alone, Christ alone. What is our own? That our souls to him belong Who holds our days within his hands What comes apart from his command And what will keep us to the end The love of Christ in which we stand Oh, sing
Who stands above the stormy trials Who sends the waves that bring us nigh Unto the shore, the rock of Christ Oh, sing a Baptist shout, wouldn't y'all? Y'all may be seated. And now our pastor's coming. Amen. Wonderful worship. So grateful uh, to lift up our voices to the Lord and for the truth that Christ is our only hope in life and death. He is our help. He is our hope. And he is all that we need. He is sufficient for all things. And so we're so grateful for what the Lord has done the past couple of days, showing us what God's grace can do, living in spite of all circumstances and situations. And uh, what's been so interesting is as a pastor, uh, you preach week in, week out and everything, and I've never hosted a conference before. And time flew so fast for me the past two days. And this morning, even, I looked down and I'm going, how are we singing the last song already? Time has flown. Normally on a sunny morning, I'm geared up. You can ask Cammie. I'm, I'm antsy, probably more irritable than I'd like to admit. Uh, I, I'm, I'm focused. Blinders are on completely to everything. I'm focused on making that long walk up here and getting up here. And it feels like it takes forever to come up here to finally just get it all out, right? Um, and uh, here's what I found is that this morning has just flown by, but it has been such a sweet morning, such a sweet spirit. And here's what I can know as, as well as this before it even happens. What normally would take a long time for what's about to take place isn't going to take quite that long. So the next few moments for you are going to fly by too because I'm not preaching. <laughs> and so I'm thankful for Pastor John Ashley. Him and his wife, I believe, are the most compassionate individuals I've ever experienced in ministry when it comes to pastors and wives. Uh, they give us something to aspire to. Uh, pastor John is a pastor for pastors. And, and I just wanted to say something that none of you guys would have seen whatsoever. 
All of us have spent months praying for the conference, <clears throat> but I know that our dear brother has. And when they showed up uh, Friday afternoon, you know, they've been traveling and preaching and driving and preaching and all this stuff. And they show up here, they're both just, I mean, jovial to, to be here, smiles on, and we get everything unloaded. We get their table set up. And uh, man, they have quite the system for that. They are professionals for that. But then here's what happens. I go, all right, if you need anything, you let me know, right? We're trying to be here to help them because we're hosting, right? They stop and they say, can we pray for you, right? I can tell you this as a pastor, nobody does that. Evangelists don't do it when they come into town. They go, all right, just pull me to the pulpit, give me the microphone, and, and I'll, I'll let you know when I'm done, right? And that showed me all the more what I saw last year when I met them for the first time, their heart. And so... At this time, Pastor John, Ashley, you come, you preach the word, and I'm grateful for you. Man, it has gone by quick. It has gone by quick, but we, uh, we are so honored again to have been here Thank you, Pastor, for everything, uh, for the accommodations. I want to thank the church. You guys, uh, the food was awesome, by the way. But all the work you put in, I know this, these things don't just happen without a lot of work going on behind the scenes. And I personally want to thank you, all of you that had a hand in what went on these past few days. And uh, just, uh, it's just, I believe the Lord blessed. And uh, that's all we really need is to know that the Lord Bless sister, you go, am I supposed to sing or something? <laughs> we'll clear this place out in a hurry, amen. But, but uh, no, again, it's, it's, been a, it's been a real blessing. And I uh, thank the Lord that uh, you folks that came and participated. Uh, just, uh, it's, the testimonies this morning um, were amazing in Sunday school. Guys just opened up and just talked about what the Lord done it, had done in their lives and it's uh, it's gratifying, gratifying. But I love your pastor and his wife. We've uh, we uh, we met him last year, as Pastor said, at a conference in North Carolina, which we'll be doing in two weeks, uh, going back down to North Carolina. But uh, we enjoyed their their fellowship back then, and their sweet spirit. Amen, amen. All right, John chapter number ten. John chapter number ten is where we're going to take our text, the Gospel of John, chapter number ten. Um, Hopefully you've, you've, you've made some decisions this week, this weekend, and uh, the Lord has um, encouraged you. Folks, everywhere we go, people hurt. People hurt in every, every church we go into, and it's, it's always, and, and when you share your stories with us, it's a blessing to us. We appreciate the fact that you're hurting and that you want to share what you're going through with us you know we get this we get and like i said everybody has a story right and everybody could stand up here and give testimony of what god's done in their life or the things that they've been through my wife and i it's cathartic really for us to be able to travel and talk about johnny and talk about what the things that that the lord did in our lives uh and most of you don't have that opportunity but you know what if you learned anything this weekend you should share your same things with one another that you share with us okay so let other people know your story. Let everybody else know what's going on. And that way you'll pray for one another. That's my first sermon. I'll go into my second one now. Amen. John chapter 10 and verse 1. If you're able, I'm going to ask you to stand one more time as we read our text. 
in John chapter 10 and verse 1. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. I want to preach a message this morning, flee from the voice of strangers. Flee from the voice of strangers. Father, we come to you now, and Lord, we thank you for all that we've heard and all that we've seen here this morning. Lord, for the sweet spirit that is in the house of God right now. And Lord, I pray that I don't get in your way. And Lord, I pray as we open the word that, Father, you will empower me, you will encourage the folks that have come out here. Lord, they don't need to hear from me. They need to hear from heaven right now. So God, I ask you to provide what I cannot provide. Lord, let your word go forth and do its work. I pray, Lord, if by chance there's someone here this morning that's not 100% sure that they're on their way to heaven, Lord, I pray that they would understand their need and trust Christ today. But Lord, I pray that you would help us tune in to what the shepherd has to say today. And we'll leave here today thanking and praising you for what you've done. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. <clears throat> um, every winter we try to go down to Florida, and, and I'll preach in a lot of churches that are down there, yeah, general, generally January through March. For some reason it just works out that way when we're in Michigan. Um, but, uh, but we go down to Florida, and we enjoy. First of all, I want to thank you, sister, for that special. That was a blessing. That was a blessing. Man, you got a beautiful voice. Anyway, we're in Florida, and I'm preaching, and I'm preaching from John chapter 10, a different message, a different, different text. But I'm preaching, and I, and I mentioned the fact that it always interests me that the fact that God compares his children to sheep. And I said, I've always heard that sheep are not really intelligent animals, and uh, you know they, they need a shepherd, they need to be led, they need to be cared for, and everything. And after the service was over, a woman came up to me, and she grew up on a farm down in Florida. And she said, we had sheep. And she said, my dad would every once in a while have to move them from one pasture to another pasture, and he would call the sheep, the sheep would come, and he'd lead them into the other pasture. She said, well, this one time, my dad had to go away. She said, he never left the farm. He was always at the farm. But this one time, he had to be away for a few days, and he told her, your job is to make sure that you move the sheep from pasture A to pasture B. They've got to be moved. And she said, oh, okay. You know, she's watched him do it before. And, and she said, you know, okay, fine, Dad, I'll do that. So that when it came time to move the sheep, she called the sheep and called the sheep and called the sheep. And she said, you know them dumb animals? They didn't come. She goes, they really are stupid. Sheep are really stupid animals. And I thought to myself, you know, no, they didn't know your voice. You know, I didn't tell her that, but I said they, they, they didn't know your voice. They, they didn't hear their shepherd call them. That's why they didn't come. You know, apparently she eventually had to drive them into the other pasture. She got the job done anyway. But you know what? There are so many voices that are in the world today, folks. So many voices that are vying for your attention. They want you to listen to them. 
social media, uh, uh, the television, um, uh, other people, uh, back, uh, backslidden Christians or, or uh, people that aren't even saved are all trying to get you to listen to what they have to say, their agenda, their ideas, their, their things that they want you to say. These voices will drown out the voice of the shepherd if you begin to listen to them for too long. They'll drown out the voice of the real shepherd, the true shepherd. They may even mimic the shepherd's voice. They may use scripture. They may promote things that sound reasonable, that sound familiar to you, yet they're not the shepherd's voice. My brother and I, when I talk to my brother on the phone, he, he sounds almost exactly like I do. And when we talk, it's like an echo chamber, you know. I'm talking to my brother, and he, I'm hearing my own voice coming back, saying different things, but uh, my own voice coming back to me. And uh, when I was in high school, um, uh, he had their first child and took, uh, brought, the, brought my niece over. My mom was taking care of uh, the, uh, the, the baby while um, my brother and his wife went away, went out of town for a while. And I came home from school, and I said, hey, Mom, I'm home. And my niece started going, Dada, Dada. Dada, dada, dada. And I walked in the room, and when I walked in the room, she immediately started crying. You know, I have that effect on children most times. But, uh, but, but she began to cry. She be, Why? Why? Because she heard the voice, but I wasn't her dad. She heard the voice. It sounded like him, but I was an imposter, if you will. You know, oh, there are imposters out there trying to imitate the shepherd's voice. People are wanting to hear a voice. People out there want to hear a voice that they can follow. Someone that they can be behind. You know, even in Jesus' day, the, 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 the people were desiring to have a... They had religion, right? They had religion, but they were looking for something that was beyond what their religion was just... It was just ceremony. It was just... It, was, it wasn't anything that, that God was in the middle of. And then John the Baptist popped on the scene. And man, they ran to John the Baptist. They, they heard a voice that was different than what they had heard. And they followed after. They wanted to follow John. But he was not the one that they were supposed to follow, was he? John was pointing to the one that you're supposed to follow. I'm the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this, uh, for this he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. See, John's voice, that was a voice that the people came to hear. They wanted to hear. And many people came to hear John, wondered, is he the one? Is he the Messiah? Is he the one that's going to come and save us? Is he the one that's going to rescue us from Roman oppression? Uh, but then in Matthew chapter 11 and verse, uh, I mean, Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11, excuse me, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. See, John confessed, no, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. But there's one that's coming. He's coming. And he's the one you need to follow. That's the voice you need to be listening for. And in Matthew chapter 3, in verse 16 and 17, the Bible says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. See, the, the voice of God identified Jesus as the Messiah. 
He's the one you need to be following. Not John. John's, John's pointing to him. John brought, he's the one that was telling you to repent. Get ready because the Messiah is coming. Jesus is the one true voice. Remember on the Mount of Transfiguration, um, uh, uh, James and Peter and John, they hear the voice of God. And there was a cloud in, Ma in Mark chapter 9, verse 7. And there was a cloud that overshadowed them. And a voice from heaven, uh, uh, a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, hear him. Hear him. See, Jesus was the voice that needed to be heard, friend. And today, the voice of Jesus still needs to be heard. The voice of the Lord needs to be, with all the noise that's around us, we need to be tuned in to the shepherd's voice. We need to be tuned in to the voice of the Lord. Flee from the voice of strangers. Flee from the voice of strangers. Don't listen to them. Listen for the voice of the shepherd. The best way to identify the stranger's voice is to be intimately familiar with the shepherd's voice. Intimately familiar with his. Here in John chapter 10, the Word of God tells us how you and I can identify and hear the voice of the shepherd and yet flee from strangers. First of all, be sure you're in the right sheepfold. Be sure you're in the right sheepfold. Verse number 4, the Bible says, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Now, in Jesus' day, there were two types of sheepfolds, or corrals, if you will. One was a public sheepfold. That's where uh, um, uh, many shepherds would bring their sheep, and they would put them in this sheepfold or in this corral in order to protect them. And there'd be a porter at the door, and no one got in except for the shepherds. They were the only ones that could come in and call their sheep and lead their sheep out. And so it, that, was the, that, was the, that was the public sheepfold. Then there was the private sheepfold. And the private sheepfold was a sheepfold that belonged to the shepherd. And only that one flock would be in that sheepfold. And, and it, the, the full responsibility for those sheep and their protection was on the shepherd and the shepherd only. My friend, Jesus gives us a perfect picture of salvation, of what the Lord did for you and I. Hey, we lived in the public sheepfold. We were in the public sheepfold. There was all kinds of sheep, amen? All kinds of, those dumb animals. <laughs> all kinds of people in the, in the, in the public sheepfold, right? Uh, in the world. The, 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 the public sheepfold is a picture of the world, all right? And, and we did not recognize the shepherd's voice. Until one day, Jesus came. And he called us out of that public sheepfold into his sheepfold. Amen. We understood. We heard the shepherd's voice for the first time. We understood we needed a Savior. We understood that we were a sinner before a holy God and needed to have our sins forgiven of us. And the Lord called us and we heard him and we followed him out of that public sheepfold and into the private sheepfold. Hey, in the public sheepfold, there's all kinds of sheep. There's many false shepherds. There are people, there are thieves and robbers trying to climb over and get and steal the sheep. But one day we heard the voice of the shepherd, amen, and he called us out. Jesus said in John chapter 12 and verse 32, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Hey, the Lord's calling to the sheep in the public sheepfold, and, 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 and some folks want to listen, some folks want to hear. Everybody's hearing the voice, 
But some people aren't paying attention, amen? They're not, they're, not, they're not wanting to follow the shepherd. But thank God, he called me out of the sheepfold, and I got saved one day. He separated us from the rest of the fold by the voice of Christ. Well, we were placed into the private sheepfold then, friend. Amen. Look at verse number 7. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute, in the public sheepfold, he said there's a porter, a guy who kept the door, right? Now he says, no, 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 in this sheepfold, I'm the porter. I'm the one that's keeping the door. I'm the one that's going to keep everybody else out, and I'm going to protect the sheep. In verse number 8, all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, shall be saved. And shall go in and out and find pasture. Man, what a blessing that is. Jesus now becomes the porter. He protects the sheep. He saves the sheep. He leads the sheep in and out to find pasture. The sheep hear the voice of the shepherd and they follow him. They follow him. Child of God, are you listening to the voice of the shepherd today? Have you got your ears tuned into what he has to say? Or have you allowed the world and all the noise and all the voices that are all around us to drown out His voice to where you can't hear Him like you used to? Oh, child of God, tune back into the shepherd. The Lord has given us His voice. This book right here will tell you exactly what the shepherd has to say. And you need to become intimately familiar with the shepherd's voice. So that you can identify the strange voices that are out there. Because if you, if you aren't careful, them strange voices will, will take, they'll sound a lot like the shepherd. They'll, they'll use a verse of scripture here and a verse of scripture there. They'll sound real. They'll sound, you'll go, wow, you know, that sounds, that sounds, that sounds about right. Hey, the cults are full of people that know just enough Bible to be dangerous. To themselves, amen? Amen? <laughs> a lot of them cults are full of former Baptists. You know that, don't you? Know the voice of the shepherd, friend. Know the voice of the shepherd. We need to know the voice of the shepherd so that we can follow him. The word of God is vital for your spiritual health. You know, before a person was saved, and, and, and we didn't understand the shepherd's voice in this sheepfold. We couldn't understand it. We didn't, we didn't quite get it. But then one day... Man, we understood, and we realized, you know what, there's something wrong with me. Nothing wrong with him. It's wrong with me, and I need to change. I need to, I need to confess my sin and trust Christ as my Savior. And then suddenly, we got to get into the, 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 the private sheepfold. We've been saved by the grace of God. And man, he calls us now, and we, man, we're following him out. Why? Because he's going to lead us to water. He's going to lead us to pastures. He's going he's to give us a, a wonderful, abundant life. That's what he says here in, I think, verse 10, right? I am come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. You know, a lot of times we think of that verse, and what do we think? Well, man, I'm going to be rich. I'm, gonna have, I'm not going to have any problems. Well, all weekend we talked about, well, there are a lot of problems in life, amen? A lot of hurt, a lot of pain. But you know what? We're still rich. We're still rich in Christ. And that, and the, and that abundant life is the life of following the shepherd following him. Then once we understand the shepherd's voice, we follow him. 
the Holy Spirit of God begins to teach us the truth of the shepherd's voice. And the shepherd's voice, my friend, is truth. It's truth. John chapter 18 and verse 37, Pilate there, uh, therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest I'm a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. For everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Of the truth. Here's my voice. John, uh, John chapter 17, verse 17. Jesus says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Friend, this is the truth that we all need. This is the truth that the world needs. They, they, don't, they want to reject it. They don't want to believe it. But this is the truth that has the answers to life's biggest questions. Follow the shepherd. People are looking for truth. Many reject the truth of God. Some say there are many truths. You can have a truth, and I can have a truth. No, there's only one truth. Two plus two will always equal four. doesn't matter how you try to parse it. It doesn't matter what you try to do. Two plus two will always equal four. That's the truth. If I pulled a comb out of my pocket, and I began to comb the top of my head, and said, my truth is I have a full head of hair. You all would think I was crazy. But there, <laughs> but there are people out there in the world that would say, well, that's his truth. That's his truth. Friend, that's nuts. That's nuts. There's only one truth. There's only one truth. There's only one thing that can be right. Amen? And all other things are wrong. And the Bible says that identifies itself as the truth truth amen we need to know the truth of god and know the voice of the shepherd hey are you are you sure that you're part of the right flock hey which flock are you in right now you in the vo are you in the public sheepfold listening to all the other sheeps bleed around you or are you over here in jesus sheepfold because you heard the voice of the shepherd one day and you admitted you were a sinner. You're looking at one right now. I'm a sinner, friend. I'm just a forgiven sinner. Because I asked God to forgive me. I knew I needed forgiveness. And I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. He, he's the only one that died for me. Baptist Church didn't die for you. No religion died for you. We need to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word of God says. And if you're believing on anything else, friend, you are over here listening to the... Listen to the voice of the shepherd today. He's calling. He's calling. He's saying, come, follow, follow me. Verse 16, it says, And other sheep have I, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. And there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Hey, someday the shepherd's going to come back. And he's going to say, hey, hey, come up hither. Amen. It's time to come home. And the, and the flock will have grown so much more than when he was alive. Amen. Uh, because down through the centuries, people that have been saved are all going to be following the shepherd. And we'll be one flock and there'll be one shepherd. Amen. Hallelujah. Be one fold forever and ever. We've got the same shepherd. As a child of God today, do you know his voice? 
The shepherd wants to lead us. We just need to start listening. Be sure you're following the right shepherd. In verse 10, the Bible says again, The thief cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. But he, but he that is an hireling and not the shepherd, whose own sheep are not, seeth the wolf coming and leaveth the sheep and fleeth, uh, and the wolf catcheth them and scattereth the sheep. The hireling fleeth because he is an hireling and, and careth not for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and am known of mine. As my father hath known me, even so, uh, even so know I the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Jesus declares himself to be the good shepherd. The good shepherd is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. Jesus gave his life so that you and I could be saved. He paid the admission for us to get into the sheepfold with him. He paid the price. The good shepherd secures the sheep, amen? Verse 26 says, But ye believe not, because ye are not of my, my sheep. I said, as I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Thank the Lord you are secure in the sheepfold with Jesus Christ. If you've trusted Christ as your Savior, friend, you ain't getting out. Amen. Thank the Lord. I'm saved. I'm saved forever. Amen. I, have, I possess eternal life. How long is eternal? Forever, right? Amen. He gives them eternal life. I'm in the sheepfold with Christ. Hopefully you are in the sheepfold. And he secures us in that sheepfold. He knows his sheep and they know him. Also, they follow him. You know, only Jesus is worthy to be followed, friend. The strange voices that are in the world today should not be followed, but the good shepherd's voice. We need to be grateful that we are secure in Christ today. Amen. But once you're in the sheepfold, sometimes we'll stray. And we'll get away from the sheepfold, the other brothers and sisters in Christ. Not that we lose our salvation. We just decide we're going to go our own way. That's another thing I heard about sheep, that that's how dumb they are. They... It, it, I've heard it said, and I don't know, they'll, they'll walk right off a cliff while they're eating. Fall off, fall off a cliff because their head's down and they're just chewing away and they're just walking. But you know what? The Lord is very interested in keeping the fold together. He'll do whatever it takes when you're wandering off to get you back into the fold. Luke chapter 15, verse 3, And he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you having, uh, having an hundred sheep if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine uh, in the wilderness and go after that one which is lost until he find it. And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he 
cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Now I get it, that, that, that is referencing, referencing those that are, that, that, that are lost and getting saved. I get that. But it's also a picture of what Christ will do to one of his sheep that goes astray. My understanding is that a shepherd would take and break the leg of a sheep that constantly would wander off because he gets tired of chasing after it all the time. And he would break the leg of the sheep and put it over his shoulders and carry that sheep until that sheep's leg heals. And once that sheep's leg is healed, he will put it back down and that sheep will never leave his side again because he's been carrying them all that, all that time. You know something? That's a picture of what the Lord may have to do to us sometimes. He'll do whatever it takes to get us back in right relationship with Him because He loves us and He cares about us. <clears throat> when we wander off from the fold, the Lord will do what He can to get us back, including bringing some pain into our lives if necessary. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5-7 through 7 says, And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as, un as unto children. My son, despise thou not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God deal with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? The good shepherd, friend, he will go and he will search it. The thing about the good shepherd is, he knows exactly where you are. <laughs> he's, not, he's not out there calling. He'll, he'll, he'll be calling. But it's not like it's like it's like in the Garden of Eden. Remember after Adam and Eve had sinned and they hid themselves. And God came walking, walking, calling Adam, 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 where are you? It's not that God didn't know where Adam was, he just wanted Adam to see where he was. You know what, child of God? The Lord, the Lord will look for you. And the beauty of the of, of Hebrews chapter 12 there that I read is that he deals with us as a child. As a child. And when we need disciplining, He will do that. Why? Because He loves us. That's how much He loves us. He will, he will do what needs to be done in order for you to get in right relationship, right fellowship with the, with the shepherd again. Treats us like one of our children. The good shepherd has sacrificed for us. He's called us out of the world's flock to be in His fold. He has separated us from the world. Oh, man, preacher. Are you going to talk about separation? Oh, that's a word that a lot of people make them nervous when, when someone... Let me, let me just explain separation from the world to you in the, the easiest of terms. I was in the world. I lived in the world. You know what? God saved me out of the world. All right? I'm not in the world. I'm, uh, I, I am in the world, but I'm not of the world anymore. But it's not that I'm just so much separated from the world as I am separated unto the shepherd. Amen? We separate our... Hey, friend, don't be afraid to separate yourself to Christ. Say, no, I belong to Him now. I live for Him. I do what He's calling me to do. I want to follow the shepherd because He's the one that brought me out of that sheepfold. He's the one that feeds me. He's the one that leads me. He's the one that secures me. He's the one that takes care of me. And I want to follow him, follow him when he speaks to me. 
Don't be afraid to be separated unto Christ. Separated from the world. Now, let me tell you something. If you're separated unto Christ, there may be some things, some activities that you'll say, you know what? I don't think I ought to be doing that. I don't think those friends are good for me. Now, in context of this weekend, we heard some wonderful testimonies this weekend of what God has done in a lot of people's lives. And many of you that have shared your stories with I, I thank the Lord for you. And when you tell us your stories, it, it, it just it, it, it thrills my heart. But we need to listen to the shepherd's voice when we're in the midst of a trial. When we're in the midst of the heartache, that's when you need to listen to the shepherd more than anything because there are plenty of voices out there that will give you advice. Amen. Many of the voices have no clue what you're going through. But they'll be willing to tell you exactly what you should do. Child of God, people's hearts may be in the right place, okay? And I'm not saying that they're not. But you know what? You need to be really tuned in to the shepherd. Because when someone says something that hurts your feelings, sometimes we might react in a way that's unkind. You know? But we, if we're tuned into the shepherd, we'll say, okay, Lord, you and I know. They're not, they, they're, they're not aware of what's going on. But I know that you know. And I know that you care about me. And I know that you love me. Stay tuned in to the shepherd's voice. And then beware of the wrong voices. In verse number 5, it says, again, And a stranger they will not follow, but will flee from, the vo from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. Verse number 8, And all that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. Hey, a stranger's voice the sheep won't follow. Just like that lady in Florida. Calling the sheep, calling the sheep, calling I, you know, And I have this really vivid imagination. And it's like the sheep standing on the other side of the hill. What's wrong with that girl? Doesn't she know we're not going to follow her? But, but, but she called and called and called and called, and they would not follow her because they did not know her voice. You know, we need to become so familiar with the Good Shepherd's voice that we can identify the strangers right away. Like I said earlier, you know, Jesus said they're thieves and robbers. They'll try to sound like him. Like I said, they'll use Scripture. You know, well, it says it right there in the Bible. Always take Scripture in context. Always remember that. Old preacher used to tell me, read seven verses before and seven verses after when someone gives you a Scripture verse. They lay a Scripture, okay, well, let's see what it says before that and what it says after that. Just to, let's get it in context, amen? That has nothing to do with my message. I just thought I'd throw that out there. <clears throat> the strangers will try to lead you away from the Good Shepherd. They will have similar voices, Many will talk about God. There's a, there's a candidate running for president right now that loves to talk about um, faith-based things and talk about God. But you know what, friend? He's not talking about the same God you and I are. He's not talking about the God of the Bible. You've got to be careful. A lot of people have their own idea of what, who God is. This is the voice of the shepherd. All right? You, this is, there's a God that, that created everything. 
God of the universe, the God that, that sent his son to die on the cross. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1, the Bible says, But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of the truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness they will with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. The stranger's voice will even go so far as to speak evil of the Lord. The one that paid the price for his sin, for their sin. They'll make merchandise of you. Man, there's people that are out there that'll sound right, look right, talk right, and all they want is your money, man. They're going to line their pockets with your money and then tell you, tell you how blessed they are because they follow these these, uh, these uh, pernicious ways, as the Bible says. Uh, they follow these pernicious ways. They're getting rich off the backs of other people. Amen. See how God's blessed me? No, no. See how you've built everybody? Amen. It, again. <clears throat> but Jesus also speaks of the hireling. The hireling. You've got to watch out for the hireling. They are people that don't care about the sheep. They're just doing their job. They're not invested in the flock. Be careful. Be careful. Those are the ones you got to look out. They'll look and act like someone that cares about you, but they're not interested in you. They're st- many of them are still in this sheepfold. They're not interested in you. They don't care about you. They're only interested in what's best for themselves. Lord has placed you in a flock of people here at this church that care about you. They've given you an under-shepherd. And he loves you. And he's invested in you. He's invested in you. Invested in your lives. He's not a hireling, that's for sure. He loves you. You have brothers and sisters in Christ here that, that are and, and maybe some good friends that will help you hear the shepherd's voice. The hireling will fool many for a while. Their speech will be similar to the shepherd. However, when the wolves show up, man, they're gone. When troubles come, they're out of here. They're not going to hang around when you've got problems. They're not going to hang around when you've got heartache. They're not going to hang around when you have issues in your life. They're just going to go, you're no longer useful to them, so they'll go looking for another flock. The ones that are invested in you, they'll still be they'll still be around. They'll pray with you when you hurt. They'll pray when there's nothing they can get out of you, but sure here to help you. Want to care about you. So, my friend, this morning, flee from the voice of strangers. Most importantly, friend, ask yourself a question and be honest with yourself and be honest before God. Which sheepfold am I in? Am I here in the world? I know the shepherd's calling me, but I've not responded yet. Friend, you are not promised another hour of life. You don't know. When, the Bible says, it is appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. We all have an appointment, and we'll keep it, and we'll be on time. And that appointment is with death. And then after that, the judgment.
I used to pastor a deaf church. And there was a, a man that came to our deaf church. And he, uh, he uh, came to one of, we had, we had a revival meeting. He got saved. He got saved on Saturday night. And he was fired up. He was excited. Well, we got about, I don't know, four, four or five inches of snow um, that, that night. Now, I know you live in Virginia, and there's hills everywhere, and I get it. But in Michigan, four or five inches of snow isn't that much. Life still goes on. They'll plow the roads, they'll salt the roads, and everything. Life still goes on. So he shows up for church Sunday morning. And half the deaf stayed home. Hey, where is everybody? Where is everybody, you know? And he just got on fire for the Lord, and he started, started serving the Lord. He was, he was in every service, and he would say, he would never say goodbye. He'd always say, I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Old Nino, man, he was a blessing. He was a blessing. Sunday morning, he came to church. I'll see you later. Sunday afternoon, he was in heaven. No indication anything was wrong. His heart just gave out. Friend, you're not promised tomorrow. Which sheepfold are you in? If the, if the shepherd's calling you, if Jesus is calling you right now, would you please listen to his voice and be saved today? Be saved today. You'll never regret the day that you trusted Christ as your Savior. Hear the shepherd's voice. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 30 and verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. The shepherd's calling. The shepherd's calling. Open the door. Open the door. Be sure that you're following the right shepherd. He's the only one that sacrificed for your life. You, once you're in his sheepfold, are secure in him, and you ought to thank God for that. But remember, you're part of this fold and you decide you want to start wandering off. He's going to come looking for you. He will come looking for you. And if need be, he will discipline you to get you in right fellowship with him. And then just beware of the wrong voices. Be so familiar with the shepherd's voice that you can identify a false shepherd and a hireling right off the bat. You'll be able to identify them by what they say. Watch out for those that are on the internet. The voices on the internet. Man, you can find anything on the internet that you agree with. Amen? There's only one truth, and it's right here. The Word of God. Thank the Lord for the people that are invested in you. Brothers and sisters in Christ, know the good shepherd's voice and flee from the voice of strangers. Father,